Now, all the celebrities are ones that we can sort of do impressions of. I put okay. that, that's in the list. And since today is Halloween, all the topics are Halloween-themed. Kevin, you're up first. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, Johnny Carson. And you have to talk about costume parties. Costume parties. <laughs> no. Listen, I love a good costume party. It's Halloween. A lot of people are dressing up, of course, as ghosts and witches and goblins and vampires. But this year, I've decided I'm going as the scariest creature in the world, my ex-wife. <laughs> That was great. Okay. Oh, yeah. Scare uh, the kids, too. Scare the kids. Do I press the button now, or yes. you press the button? <laughs> you, can press, you can press my button. Because it seems like you, it's like your show or something. <laughs> you, can, you, uh, you can press the button. All right, right, press the button. Here we go. All right. Celebrity is Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, topic, <laughs> Dr. Phil Frankenstein. Dr. Phil Frankenstein. Now, now Frank, listen to me. Now, deep, deep down, you're not a monster. <laughs> you're, you're only a monster when you're drunk. That's why you're a monster. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. All right, let's go. All right. <coughs> Kevin, Kevin, you were up. Here we go. Ready? Oh, God. Oh. Christopher Walken talking about trick. <laughs> Christopher Walken talking about trick or treat or trick or treating or anything. Trick or treat? Smell my feet. <laughs> Give me something good to eat. <laughs> if you don't, oh no, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. My turn. You want to press Michael Caine, talking about candy corn. Oh. Uh, my, Michael Caine, Michael Caine, uh, you got the li little pieces of the candy corn, the yellow, the orange yellow one, you got the candy with the corn there, you all got the taste, sometimes they're shaped like little pumpkins. <laughs> they're not even candy corn. <laughs> Thank you. Saving me with the bag. Can you do Michael Caine? Uh, I can do Michael Caine. <laughs> That's what. Uh, Michael Caine, uh, 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 we asked him once, how do you go about choosing a movie? And he said, well, what I do is I sit in a nice, comfortable chair and I read the script they want me to consider. I read the first page and then I read the last page. And if the part they want me to play is on both pages, I do the <laughs> picture. <laughs> That's how you do it right there. <laughs> You see that? Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, here we go, Kevin. One more. I've here dropped we go. the F bomb a couple of times, haven't I? No, 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 no. Okay. We, we'll be able to do right. like three seconds of this interview. Okay, good. Here we go. We got here. Oh. <laughs> hey, Bill Clinton. But he has to talk about Ghostbusters. Bill Clinton doing Ghostbusters. When there's something strange <laughs> in your neighborhood. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? <laughs> That's right, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> I don't think you can 
love that right there. Kevin Spacey. Oh, my goodness. You're listening to the Stephen Gedney podcast. Perfect. That's perfect. Ain't nobody got time for that. Welcome, welcome, come one and come all. You're listening to the Stephen Gedney Podcast, the only podcast coming at you live from a pre-recorded session. A dude from Woodland, California, broadcasting via Carmichael, California, in the hidden Fair Oaks region of California. What's the day? Shit. Episode 14, July 20th, 2015. It's the summer. Thank you for joining me. We talk about news, music, movies, comic books, life lessons, philosophy, and everything in between. No religion, no politics. Thank you. How y'all doing? But seriously, do I sound pretty good right now? Because I've been talking all day long. I have the golden throat, the platinum voice, the radio voice. Yes. I kind of sound like the guy uh, from Saturday Night Live. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. And if I sound like that, that's because I've been talking all damn day. As you guys know... I like to record this podcast the day, two days, maybe three or four days before it drops every Monday, and it is currently Sunday right now, and I'm working. I've been working today. Can you believe that shit? I can't. Well, I can, but I can't, because I don't work weekends. I got a regular blue-collar job Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock to 3.30 p.m., and they got me working on a Saturday and a Sunday. What if I wanted to go to church? I mean, I'm not going to church, believe me. But, yeah, been doing inventory at work. Brought my brother in, one of my many brothers. I haven't really talked about him on this podcast, but my dad has three boys from his second marriage, and the middle one, Jacob Getney. I brought him in to do, uh, do some inventory, help count. Well, he was my recorder. I went around uh, at my work just counting a bunch of bullshit, and uh, he wrote it down. And this is the second day that we've been doing it all day long. We go in and out of these giant walk-in freezers. It's freezing, but it's cool, you know. It's kind of nice to work on the weekend. At the same time, it's not because, you know, I like to have my weekend, my time of rest, relaxation, television consuming, Beer. Well, I had some beer last night. Didn't matter whether I worked or not. But, yeah, back to what I was saying. That's why my voice sounds so good. It's warmed up. I could do some singing if I want. I could do some singing. Not that I'm going to, but I could. Anyways, this week, well, not a lot going on. You know, last week I talked about Comic-Con and shit like that. And, well, it's just been a bit of regular week. Countdown to the wedding. Tuesday, actually, it will be July 21st, 2015. And you know what that means. 
one month away from the big day up in Portland, Oregon. And that's going to be cool. It's been a year and a half in the making. A lot of hardships, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of learning about myself and about my future wife. And uh, figuring out how to be a husband, even though I'm not officially, you know. This is our uh, third year together, you know. Third? Yeah, yeah, well, three and a half. Let's see, let's see, 2012 to 2013 is one. Uh, 2013 to 2014 is two. And then 2014 to 2015 is three. So, yeah, three years together. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've had girlfriends before for a longer period of time, but... Uh, Elisa is only the second woman that I've ever lived with, and I only lived with that other girl for like six months, and I paid all the bills. So this is different. This is a mutual partnership where both people contribute to the household equally, financially and emotionally and physically and everything in between. We've had three Christmases together, uh, three birthdays, what, yeah. 12, 13, 14, yeah, three, three of my birthdays, two of her, 2013, 2014, yeah, so, 2015, oh, okay, so, yeah, three birthdays each, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's exciting, it's coming up, and then, I'll be 30 on August 25th, three decades on this earth, man, and, uh, it's been, it's definitely been crazy times. Some people are like, I don't feel uh, like I'm this age. and I mean, look, I, I don't feel like I'm that old. I, I mean, I definitely believe it. I know those years were there, but um, uh, I don't, you know. We live in a world now where you can be whatever you want to be and, and who you want to be and do what you want to do, dress like you want to dress. If you're a man and you want to be a woman, you could do that. If you're a woman, you could be a man. You could like a man or a woman. Pretty much whatever you want. Now, I mean, shit, you can have three partners if all your partners are all good with that. I mean, you can't legally marry three women, but uh, you can marry one of them and have two girlfriends. And that's how the polygamists get around it. And I mean, hey, if everybody's happy in the household and it's healthy, fucking do it. I mean, doesn't bother me. There's this, you know, we live in the digital age. We're about 15 years into uh, the 21st century, and shit. It's uh, it's a dark time. I mean, it's a it's a it's a light time because the internet has made so many things possible. You could connect to whoever you want to. Uh, people who are into this weird cult movie that you saw on Cinemax when you were five years old, all of a sudden there's a whole community of people out there who like that, you know? If you're a grown man and you like comic books, you can find other dudes your your age that like comic books. If you like, you know, uh, Frasier, TV show from the 90s that ran until 2004, you can watch it whenever you want. They have this thing called Netflix. And you could watch your favorite episodes over and over again. When I was young, you know, you were lucky if you got to catch your favorite show. You know, I used to watch a lot of wrestling, you know, World Championship Wrestling, WCW. And their main thing was called Monday Night Nitro. 
every Monday. But at the same time, I would watch WWF, World Wrestling Federation. And that was also on Monday nights. And they would compete. And then you had to choose which one you wanted to watch. Because you couldn't watch both. You know? So WCW would go to commercial. You'd go to WWF. And then WWF would go to commercial. You'd go back to WCW. Or maybe you didn't like the two guys wrestling. So then you switch channels back and forth. Now, we have the technology to... You could record one while you're watching the other. As soon as that one's over, you can watch the first one. Vice versa. Or... Say you missed it all together. You can go online, go on the internet, and watch all the stuff you missed. Not only that, they have this thing called Twitter, you know, Facebook, where you can start talking about things as they happen and have a conversation with somebody across the world while it's going on. I mean, that's it's pretty fucking cool. And at the same time, now... It seems like people just want to be negative and I used to hate this word and the word is called hater. Somebody who hates on everything that, you know, you see somebody out there trying to do something on their own. Um, they want to, I don't know, find out about something that they've always been curious about. They want to try something, go out there. They, uh, and you know, you want to be a musician, record a song and put it out there make a video and what happens you know everybody's like fuck that fuck you why are you doing that shit you fucking suck this is terrible this is atrocious now don't get me started on that word atrocious I can be a hater I don't want to be I try not to be I try to remain positive but I hate the word atrocious you know why because it's fucking thrown around like it sucks you know the phrase it sucks all of a sudden it's not like it sucks or I don't like it it's that's atrocious and so many people use this word all the time online you know when I look at comments on Facebook like oh the new Batman versus Superman movie looks atrocious the new album from Rise Against is atrocious. Oh man, Nicolas Cage is an atrocious actor. What the fuck? I feel like the word atrocious is is like, I want to sound smart on the internet. So I'm going to find uh, the most complicated word out there that people know. You know, like you can go on Webster'sDictionary.com and find a word that nobody knows and make yourself sound really smart but nobody will know what you're talking about I feel like atrocious is at the very top of the public list you know that pretty much everybody knows what it means you get a word any smarter than that and then all of a sudden you're cutting half your audience you know now only people who watch Jeopardy will know what the fuck you're talking about but atrocious I find that that word just aggravating and it just makes makes me feel like people are just trying to sound smarter than they actually are. Instead of actually giving a reason why they don't like something, they just pick out this fucking word, atrocious. What does atrocious mean? Let's look it up right now. Atrocious. First meaning. Horrifyingly wicked. Like atrocious cruelties. Well, that makes sense, you know. 
the Vikings raping and pillaging villages back in the day. That was atrocious. Or the Pharaoh treating all the slaves in Egypt. That was atrocious. Sex slaves. I mean, that's kind of like the only way I really find it, you know. The way prisoners are attacked behind bars. That's atrocious. The way they're treated. Whatever. The second meaning. Now, this is the one that everybody likes to use. And that is of a very poor quality. Extremely bad or unpleasant. And it's just like, dude, just let people do what they want to do. I don't fucking like Nickelback, but I'm not going to say their music is atrocious because it's really not that bad. You know, it's recorded well. The guy's singing in tune. He has lyrics that some people could identify with. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's atrocious. <sighs> you know, and I used to... In back in my immature days I liked what I liked so much that I felt like anything that I didn't like or understand I've hated on it you know I'm I am the first to admit that I'm guilty but I think part of growing up and being a mature adult is one seeing the error of your ways and two just appreciating every moment that you get you know, there was a lot of these local bands I would talk shit about on online message boards. Saying, oh, these guys suck. Sometimes it was just because they, they didn't notice me. Or they said something to me that I didn't like. Had nothing to do with their talent. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have used the word atrocious. God. But, you know, I see it all the time. You know, like a girl... Uh, you know, I, girls, this is a whole nother topic. I'm not going to get way too deep into it. But there are all these girls online and they like to fucking put them their bodies out there and take pictures of themselves in their underwear and whatever. You know, if you're into that, cool. I feel like you're getting all this unwanted attention. Like, instead of going out there and, and actually finding a guy that can respect you for who you are and the things that you like, it's more like... Oh yeah, you're pretty fucking hot. I like to stick my dick in you. Fuck it. Yeah. You know. That's like the the instant gratification. Like, oh, oh, I really like that this guy. I mean, listen, honey. Really, the guy doesn't fucking care what you look like. You know, you fucking put a bag on your head. You could be 400 pounds. There's always gonna be a guy out there that wants a hole to put his wiener in. <laughs> You know, I'm not saying all guys are like that. You know, some guys have standards. I feel like I'm one of those guys. But there are plenty of other dudes that I grew up with that are just like, oh, fuck it, man. It's all about the numbers, you know? It's like, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm old school. But maybe it's better to have, you know, long, uh, meaningful relationships with somebody. Even if it doesn't work out, to me, it's better to have a few of those than be like, oh yeah, man, fucked like 30 or 40 chicks, and I'm still still up there. It's like, I know there's at least 10 of those that you regret. So, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. You're not going to impress me 
by how many girls you slept with or how many girls you basically tricked, you know. Some people call it game. Oh, yeah, I got this cool game, man. Like, yeah, I got her. I, I just start fucking talking and I say everything she wants to say and then she does what I want her to do and then I just put her out there. It's like, that's not game. Playing with somebody's emotions isn't a game, you know. It's, it's fucking ridiculous and your parents did not raise you right or you were just a fucking jerk and you deserve to be slapped in the face you know it's like like going back to this whole the time you know live in this world where it's all about sex and and money and power and it's in a lot of ways it's like the 80s again you know like fucking David Lee Roth, <laughs> you know, is he, he wasn't even that talented, you know, yeah, yeah, they, they wrote some catchy songs, and they were out there, but the dude was not a good singer, he was a okay singer, he fit the music, the music isn't even that good, you know, people like to look on that time very fondly, because, you know, Eddie Van Halen, yeah, a good guitar player, but I don't think they wrote good songs. They definitely don't hold up today. I think a lot of those 80s bands, too, is the same kind of shit. But, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just going on a tangent. But, it, you know, it's like, yeah, man, party, fuck all these girls, do all this cocaine, get all this money, fucking blow all this money on big parties, get drunk. It's like, I don't know. I can't say that I'm 100% innocent on that. Like, I fucked around, you know, not not, with, not on girls and shit like that, but fucked around, you know, with substances. But I was more, you know, I was obsessed with, like, the hippie culture, you know, the Beatles, Pink Floyd, expanding my mind, getting into art, things like that. You know, one of the best things uh, I ever got for my birthday one year was uh, my brother and his girlfriend at the time. They got me the Beatles Anthology box set on DVD. This is like eight or ten hours worth of footage talking about the story of the Beatles. but And every song and performance and stories and just talking about the 60s. And, and I mean, you know, the Beatles did their share of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? But... You know, I kind of learned about all this other stuff, you know, whether it was uh, deeper kinds of music, you know, blues and soul, uh, Bob Dylan poetry type stuff. I learned a little bit about, you know, meditation as the whole Indian thing, the Maharishi, transcendental meditation, um, learned about things that were going on at the time, the Vietnam War. And, you know, Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oh, you know, anything. Anything that was mind-expanding. And that's why I went and was in, in, interested in that. You know, I know that there's a lot, I don't know, deeper meaning out there. You know, I grew up in Woodland, California. Which is, you know, a little farming community. Uh, north of Sacramento. You know, after, after Woodland, you don't really hit another major city until Redding. It's like four hours away. And even Reading isn't that major of a city. But 
it's kind of a death trap, you know, and if you don't get out, go to college, get a job, move to the city, you know, you just start fucking around, you know, getting, getting girls pregnant, you know, fucking around, getting in trouble, or just living day to day, being unhappy, being stuck, you know, and, and I'm not saying that all people who stay in this small town that they grew up in is are unhappy you know some people like it some people have lots of friends and family and barbecues and parties pool parties and that's cool you know that's not what I was into but I mean that's cool if that's what you if you like I mean but you know keep fucking I don't know I, I don't know what this is all about but uh I was talking about you know girls and and, and shit like that and uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, just girls in there. Uh, uh, oh yeah. So 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 like say there's a, a a girl works out really hard. You know she gets a six pack and and her you know trims up her arms or maybe she loses a lot of weight. You know works hard and and shows it off. You know gets in a bikini or whatever. People, no matter how perfect this person looks are going to just find something to say to be negative and maybe it's just because inside themselves they don't really like what they have so they project it onto somebody else the the thing I see the most is she's too skinny she ain't got no ass you know like fucking shit like that like some some girl or whatever could go out there and, and do fucking thousand squats a day for six months straight and look like a, you know a bodybuilder and somebody's gonna be like she ain't got no ass <laughs> so then another girl you know like who doesn't not look not trying to do that but maybe you know she was 300 pounds she gets down to like 150 she could put pictures up and say how proud she is of all the weight she's lost and how hard she's worked and somebody will be like she's fat she got stretch marks you know like you can't win on the internet you know no matter what you put out there no matter how hard you try no matter how many people you get behind you there there's always somebody else to talk shit you know and and it's just because so many people out there are unhappy and they don't know how to fix it or fix themselves. So they have to hate and they have to be a hater. And yeah, I don't know. Fucking, if you're a hater, take a look in the mirror. Find out what you don't like about yourself and fix it. Because nobody's going to fix it for you. You can have whatever you want. You have to get it. You know, if you want to make lots of money, first of all, what's money going to do? What What do you want money for? Figure that out because it's not money's not going to just make you happy. You know, do you want to travel a lot? Okay, well, there's that. Do you want a really nice car? Will it make you feel better if you have a nice car? Do you want new clothes? Do you want a family? Do you want to be able to support your family? You know, have a few kids and not have to live paycheck to paycheck. Put your kids in a really good school. 
Okay, but have a goal first if you really feel like you have mo need money. Then, how are you going to do that? Because believe it or not, anybody could make money. They just need to find their niche. They need to find that spot. Like, what can I do to get what I need to fulfill my goals, you know? Because believe me, with, I don't know, how many people out there? Seven, eight billion people? I think there's like one billion in China, but I think there's like 300-something million in the U.S., I mean, there's room for everybody to make money. Are you into comic books? Well, start drawing. Can, you can't draw? Well, start writing and find somebody online who can draw, and then you guys exchange ideas and then figure it out. Research. How can you produce your own comic book? Okay, you figure that out. Then how can you get it distributed? Figure that out. Everything is online. So the internet, you know, it's got good things and bad things. And there's a way. If, if, if there's a will, there's a way. That's what they always say, right? If you want to be a great singer and you do not have natural talent, okay, well, it's not going to be easy. But there's training out there. And if you practice, you know, I like to rag on myself for being a, uh, not a great singer, but I honestly, I don't practice every day. I don't do a lot of warm-ups. I don't go to lessons. And if I want to sit there and mope around, like complaining that I'm not a good singer and not do anything about it, well, then it's my own damn fault. You know? You want to be a stand-up comedian? Go out there. Watch comedy. Absorb it. Find out what you like and how you can apply that to your life. How can you find your own voice? And then you go out there and you go to open mics. And you're going to suck. But you can either be afraid that it's going to be terrible or not do it and, and feel bad. You know? My advice is just do it. Yes, it's not going to be great. Maybe the first hundred times you do it, it's not going to be great. But you're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. If people boo, if people don't laugh at your jokes, you're not going to die. But if it makes you happy, every time you go up there, you're going to get just a little better. And then sooner or later, you're going to start making those people laugh. And that's going to get you... A rush, you know, high inside. You're going to keep doing it over and over again. You know, I, I'm, look, I'm pretty happy with my life, you know. But there are things that I feel like could be better. And we're taking the steps necessary to make them better. Whether it be finding a better place to live and raise a family, whether it be buying the things we need to make our, our, our daily lives more comfortable. Maybe it's exercising every morning to feel better about ourselves or, you know, prolong our life to be around for a long time. You know, I see people miserable 
And I've felt that way, believe it or not, but I, I dug myself out of that hole. And it's really sad to see that. And to see people not be able to find their way, but you can't do it for them, you know. They have to do it themselves. And it's all part of growing. It's all part of being in this world and being part of this life. You know? It would be nice to be able to just make everything perfect for everybody. But then, if nobody had to work for anything, then nobody would appreciate anything. And you can't have happiness without, you know, struggle and sadness. It's a yin and a yang, a good and a bad, a dark and a light, a good and evil, you know. There's always the opposites. And I've been, I've been there and known what it's like. And that's why I could feel so good about how things are now. And yeah, you know, maybe maybe, maybe I should have, uh, this should have came to me a little bit earlier in life, but we're all on our own path, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that I, I have figured it out this early, you know. For me, I knew that having kids really young in life wasn't going to be, I, I, I knew I would regret it, so I don't go around fucking without a condom and shit, you know. I was smart, you know, I, I knew that uh, I wasn't going to want to have uh, genital warts, <laughs> so <laughs> did the same thing. I knew, uh, you know, I shouldn't do cocaine or heroin because, uh, you know, once you, ex your brain is not designed to have that kind of emotion chemical release on its own. So when you make yourself do that, then you're never going to reproduce that again until you do that drug again, you know? And I, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do that. There are, I mean, there are ways of, of uh, giving yourself sort of a natural high whether it be exercise or a roller coaster, sticking your head out the window when you drive. I mean, you know, as long as you're not putting yourself in danger, then it's cool. Shit, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I got on this whole thing, a whole atrocious and the internet and good and fucking. But regardless, we're in 2015, it's summertime, and I wanted to do something different on this episode. I wanted to look back 15 years ago, the year 2000, because that, I told you in a previous podcast, is when I, when, I, when we first got a computer in my house, when I first got connected to the internet on our gateway desktop computer with our free year of America Online. 56k modem was the big technology back then and uh you know i'm always nostalgic for the 90s i love the 90s in fact i was watching uh 
some old 90s commercials. You know, I, uh, it's funny to watch commercials, you know. You ignore them and whatever, but then you miss them, you know, because they remind you of a certain time. And uh, they're a time capsule of an era. But the 2000, you know, 2000 was the start of something new. We're in the 21st century. We survived Y2K. So what, what was going on in the year 2000, 15 years ago? Let's see, top headlines, news of the world, news of the nation, TV, music. Let's look at music. Uh, oh, okay, here, how about go? Here, this is good. Month by month. So, uh, let's just look at July. Entertainment news, July, 15 years ago. First we got Walter Matthau, perpetually rumpled veteran actor, known for his roles both on stage and on screen, dies of a heart attack at age 79. Now, I don't know, I didn't really grow up watching Walter Matthau, you know, the odd couple and shit like that, but I do remember Grumpy Old Men as a kid, and that shit was funny. <laughs> uh, and Grumpier Old Men, and he also played, you know, Mr. Wilson and Dennis the Menace, and he was a great actor, man. I can't believe it's been 15 years. What else we got? Uh, CBS reality-based TV show Big Brother debuts in boffo ratings and horrendous reviews. Jeez. In the show, 10 contestants, 5 men and 5 women, live together in a house under 24-hour surveillance. Who knew that that was going to be the blueprint of so many fucking reality shows from uh, for the next you know decade? Even though MTV did it first with the real world. Big Brother had cameras in every room. As far as I know, I've never even watched the show, but I know it's still going on. But uh, the real world had a camera crew, people walking around. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let's... What else we got here? <laughs> Mr. Showbiz reports that Drew Barrymore and MTV funny man and cancer survivor Tom Green are engaged. No date has been set, but plan on a wild and crazy wedding. Yeah, Tom Green before Jackass. Tom Green was all over MTV. He was the reality guy. He would go up to people on the street, interview them, act crazy. He would get in on a public news broadcast, jump around in the background. And I remember that, man. That was that was a that was a funny time period and then they ended up getting divorced. So, uh, part of me uh this is kind of a um mean thing to say don't want to be a hater part of me feels like that whole thing was for publicity to further both of their careers you know people care a lot more about a celebrity when they're with another celebrity Ooh, skip around entertainment news brad pitt and jennifer aniston marry in an ultra private ultra swank malibu malibu ceremony the A-list couple reportedly spent $75,000 on flowers alone. Fucking shit! $75,000? On flowers? That 
is far too extravagant. Jesus Christ. I I don't even know what to say to that. I haven't even spent 10% of that on my entire wedding. You know, I'm glad that we're having a smaller wedding too because that's ridiculous. I've seen those wedding shows, $20,000, $30,000 on an entire wedding, and it's just basically a party for everybody else. Everybody comes. They get to meet dates and get drunk and eat all on your dime and then you got to clean shit up you know should be your day it should not be a party for everybody else but that's just the hater in me <laughs> uh and yeah that was uh that was entertainment news of uh, july 15 years ago let's see what other kind of news was going on i i think uh july was kind of a slow month back then oh the olympics i don't remember the olympics oh the campaign shit let's 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 check this out here george w bush became the president this was a uh, this was pretty crazy and I'll, I'll tell you why uh in the year 2000 around this time so this this wasn't july just to be clear this was around november um i was 16 years old sophomore in high school the way my school worked was uh we didn't have a middle school which is typically sixth through eighth grade we had a uh, junior high which was uh, seventh through ninth so your seventh and eighth grade was still technically your middle school whatever the grades didn't really count that much but grade nine was your freshman year of high school. Even though you weren't in high school, you were in junior high. So you did your first year of that, and then you went over to high school, which was grades 10 through 12. You know, sophomore, junior, senior. So I remember this. I had just started Woodland High School, 16 years old. I was there for a couple months. I'm not even going to start with my... Uh, uh, Edu educational progress because I was uh, that was during my fuck around times for sure but uh, yeah my mom took us to Disneyland I feel like we went with her friend April but it was me, my sister Sarah my younger sister Caitlin and we stayed we stayed in a hotel I feel like it was called like the Carousel Hotel or something but it was uh, just a walk from Disneyland. And this was exactly the time when uh, George W. became the president. And uh, the whole thing was uh, Florida. Like, it, the nation was divided. And then all of a sudden, here's, here, here's the drama of the Florida recount of the year 2000. While the campaign itself elected yawns, elicited, not elected, elicited yawns, from the public, the drama in the in Florida engrossed the nation and undoubtedly signified the influence of and the public's reliance on cable news stations, which offered round-the-clock coverage and commentary on the spectacle. It seemed that just when voters had enough of the litigation, a bomb would drop, providing an ample providing ample fodder for new debate and discussion. Eventually, the country. We'll move past the 2000 federal elections and the debacle will become a footnote in history. This was crazy. 
because basically uh, it was like one state decided like everyone thought Al Gore was going to be the next president we're going to have a democratic president you know the successor to good old Bill which you heard at the beginning with uh, Kevin Spacey doing his Clinton impression but no we had our, our Republican George W so Bill will forever be known as the president between two bushes <laughs> and uh, yeah then not lo not that long later we had fucking 9-11 the Iraq war uh, fast forward to uh, the late 2000s and the financial crisis and shit the 90s were like the last great decade because there's nothing that really defines the year the 2000s you know from 2000 to 2010 because it was the internet you know everything blew up and we started on this this pathway to trends going in and out within a day you know there were no baggy pants and you know metallic skirts raver gear there was no you know pokemon cards and ricky martin <laughs> you know I mean, there's, there was no sensation. Sure, there, a lot of people made money. There's still a lot of, a lot of big celebrities out there, but there's no, no one thing that defines, you know, uh, generation. So, this has been a pretty, uh, pretty crazy kind of bitching podcast. Let's look at a couple more news stories from 15 years ago people in the news let's look at people in the news the year 2000 Alien Gonzalez Lance Armstrong George W. Bush Dick Cheney J.K. Rowling oh that's when Harry Potter first came out that was cool Michael J. Fox Eminem somebody named Perry Wacker <laughs> Who's Perry Wacker? I'm curious. Dutch truck driver was charged with 58 counts of manslaughter in June after 58 Chinese immigrants suffocated in the back of his truck. The immigrants had hoped to make it to England from China's Fujian province. Fuck, man. <laughs> they got whacked all right. <laughs> oh, Wacker. Next time I call somebody a whacker, they're not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Ooh, what else we got here? Marion Jones. Not a lot of not a lot of familiar names because time has passed so much. John McCain. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, fuck those people. I don't care about those people. News of the Nation. Election 2000, Alien in the Cold War, <laughs> fucking Alien Gonzalez. He was like this kid from Cuba that uh, they brought him. Oh shit, what's this? What's this? The, uh, he wasn't born, but his family took him to Cuba and then they couldn't come in or he, I don't know. It's not that important to me, but it was like all over. So trends, pop culture trends of 2000. Ooh, reality TV. The new television genre plummeted to its lowest point with Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire and shot to its highest point with Survivor in 2000. 
Whether it was people eating rats or marrying them, millions of Americans tuned in to find out what was going to happen next. And this is, the, and this is only the beginning. Expectations are high for Survivor Season 2. <laughs> and there's talk of a reality show set on the abandoned Russian space station mirror. No, seriously. MP3s. 2000 was the year that digital music broke. Personal computers became jukeboxes and music sharing networks like Napster and Nutella. That's like something you spread on your sandwich, right? <laughs> G Nutella. Jadev. Maybe it's a silent G, but still, Nutella <laughs> became the best place to hang out and hear music. The format is here to stay, but the future of sharing free music over the internet has yet to be decided by its major players, artists, record companies, fans, and lawyers. I think we all know who won that battle. The fans! And a lot of people say, you know, music sucks now. Well, it doesn't suck. It's just a lot harder to find the good stuff. But, and a lot of people who were solely motivated by money and fame don't want to do it anymore because it's too hard. But luckily for the fans, we still get to find, we still get to hear good shit. So, ooh, what else we got? Pop culture, trends, Potter mania. A holdover from last year's list, Harry Potter's reign continued in 2000, spurred by the release of the fourth book in the series about the spell-casting orphan. Potter mania tightened its grip on the world. The first book of the world's most popular children's series hits the big screen in November 01, so the first movie hadn't even come out yet, but The Goblet of Fire, the book, was just released. It's crazy, you know. Now people get excited. Of, well, not, not now because this was years ago, but it was Twilight and then Hunger Games, and then Fifty Shades of Grey. And now J.K. Rowling, you know, the uh, Harry Potter novelist, she's got a spin-off coming out. So, whatever. What else we got? Anime. <laughs> I guess th these next two are, are all about my sister Caitlin. So, Pokemon <laughs> and scooters. And I didn't know scooters are still great. You know, I went to a skate shop last Christmas to get a skateboard, and people are still on those Razor scooters. So that's cool. Ooh, where's uh, DVDs? DVDs are dead. All right, Alien Gonzalez, let's just tell you. There's so much media coverage of the boy's tragic story that could have spawned its own television network. For months, it was all America could talk about. We can't talk about the year 2000 in America without talking about his Cuban-American custody battle. <laughs> What's up? These Budweiser beer commercials won the advertising industry's most prestigious award, sparked hundreds of hilarious parodies, and left us with the most overused saying of the year. It even fought off a late-year challenge from Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> oh, God, we were pretty ridiculous. And now what is? Now it's Keep It On Fleek. That's what the new, the new thing is. <laughs> we went from... Who let the dogs out? To was up? To skeet skeet? To that's on fleek. <laughs> oh yeah, and the dot com fallout. Fallout, not fallout. Fallout. Sorry, I have a hard time reading sometimes. I fell on my head. In fact, when I was three years old, I was standing on the back of a couch, fell through a screen, and went headfirst into the concrete. But I did not crack my head open. But perhaps that started. To where my personality began. 
Anyways, the last of the pop culture references from 15 years ago, the dot-com fallout. If all your investments had a dot-com at the end, you were probably dot-hurting this year. The unprecedented success of internet stocks in 1999 did not continue very far into the new year as the entire technology sector was mired in an almost year-long millennium hangover. So there you go. 15 years ago, year 2000, that's what was going on. And what's going to happen in 2013, you know? I can, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm going to be 45 years old, almost. But I don't think they're going to look back at uh, uh, this era as uh, one of the best times. But who knows? Maybe fucking North Korea is going to send you know, uh, nuclear missiles over here and, and Russia and fucking Iran. And, uh, it's going to be like the road, you know, that movie with Vigo Mortensen, or it'll be like the walking dead without the zombies. Shit. (sighs) Anyways. Yes. I hope I didn't depress you too much. Uh, I wanted to be a little bit motivating as well. Motivating as well. Um, anything else what I've been doing? Oh, I'll end it with a little movie review. Joe Dirt 2. And this goes back to, not 2000, but in 2001, me and my buddy JK, Justin Keith, and the other buddy, Justin Pertzer, we went to the movie theater in Woodland, California, over by the mall, the county fair mall, that is. It was Cinemark. And we saw a little movie called Joe Dirt, starring David Spade. David Spade was on Saturday Night Live in the 90s. He had a few movies with Chris Farley, you know, Black Sheep, Tommy Boy. He was even even in the Coneheads movie with Dan Aykroyd. He tried his own success with a movie called Lost and Found, which I hardly remember, other than I think there was a dog in a dryer. (laughs) But uh, Joe Dirt, it was a movie about a guy who was totally just white trash, had a mullet, he loved classic rock, you know, Def Leppard, ACDC, Van Halen, and uh, he was trying to find out uh, who his parents were because uh, they abandoned him at the Grand Canyon when he was a little kid, and he had been on his own his whole life, and it was a road journey, and say what you want about the movie, it was cool, it had a good story, beginning to end. 14 years later, Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser, finally released. And it was exclusively on Jerry Seinfeld's website, Crackle. Now, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Crackle. I just discovered it myself. But you go on Crackle.com and there's a bunch of free shit that you could watch. No ads. Well, there are are commercials, but there's no ads, no spyware. This is a legitimate website. I mean, they got an entire season of Married with Children. They got some Seinfeld on there. Seinfeld's got his own show called Riding in Cars with Comedians or Riding with Comedians in Cars. One of the two comedians getting coffee. I don't know. But it's just like an interview show. Comedian interviewing comedians. Uh, And there's a bunch of other stuff. Some movies. Some of the Adam Sandler movies. So this Joe Dirt 2 I was pretty excited about because I love the original. It was silly, but it was fun. And uh, I watched it, and I gotta say, I was kind of disappointed, you know? Uh, maybe it was just too too late, or there just wasn't enough 
thought put into it. I mean, first of all, the whole movie had like a tenth of the budget that the original did. You know, if you look back at movies from like 2000 to 2002, they were really, they had a look to them. Like they were kind of fake, but it, uh, it was a Hollywood produced film. Very beautiful. You know, the cameras and the lighting and the, uh, the landscapes. The cinematography was, was gorgeous. You could tell they put a lot of money into it. Even the stupidest movies like National Security with Martin Lawrence, <laughs> uh, they, they, they had a lot of money put into them and you could tell. And then right around, you know, 2003, movies became a lot more gritty. Cameras became cheaper, you know. And then fast forward, there's a lot of piracy going on. And the only movies really getting made are the ones that uh, the studios think are going to be sure hits, you know, which are big comic book Disney movies, you know, and they definitely have had their misses. You know, there was a big comic book Disney produced movie called John Carter that they spent like $200 million on and it was a complete bomb. Also the Warner Brothers produced Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. I think that was a $300 million movie. And that was also a bomb. But every once in a while they get lucky. You know, whether it be a Spider-Man, Avengers, you know, uh, Disney's Frozen. Those kind of movies, you know, once they hit, they kind of pay for all the crap. <laughs> they, they pay for all their misses. You know, what, what, what it used to be was... A studio would come out with a ton of different movies, you know, lower budget movies, and then they'd come out with one big one. And if the big one was a hit, then it paid for all of the lower budget ones that lost money. Now, all they're doing is putting out these big hits. And if they miss, then they miss big, you know? What 10 lower budget movies would have lost one big budget movie lo loses. So then a lot less movies are being produced by these big studios. So anyways, it doesn't surprise me that Joe Dirt 2 was on a free internet website. But also it doesn't surprise me that not a lot of money was uh, put into it. But whatever, you know, you don't necessarily need a lot of money to make a good film. I mean, look at Clerks, Kevin Smith's movie. That movie was made for 28 thousand dollars and it's heralded as one of the greatest comedies of the 90s it's debatable but for sure anyways joe dirt too i'm going off on this tangent here um i just i don't know man i i feel like it could have worked if the writing was better but it kind of it just felt like they made it way too quick I mean, it, it definitely has going against it that so much time has passed since the original. But, uh, yeah, it's just the jokes. They just didn't seem that funny. There was a lot of references to old movies like, you know, there's Forrest Gump. He's sitting on a bench. There's some Back to the Future because of the time travel. Uh, there's some other shit. Oh. Either way, what happens is movie starts off with Joe Dirt. He married his, his beautiful Brandy, the girl he ended up with in the first movie, and shows them uh, in the operating room, and she has triplets. And there's just all this crude humor with, you know, this uh, girl doctor smoking a cigarette, and then she's about to make out with another doctor, and it's just like, 
you know, you could have got away with that in the 90s, but I don't even know in 2001 when that movie came out if that was appropriate humor. Maybe they tried to dirty it up because uh, the people who grew up with it and other adults, I don't know. But, uh, you know, Christopher Walken, as much of a national treasure as he is, uh, <laughs> I don't even think he knew where he was, you know? <laughs> I feel like guys got Alzheimer's by now. And uh, they didn't have Kid Rock in it, which Kid Rock is the ultimate white trash lowlife. And he maybe he was too busy touring, or he just looked at the script and was like, I'm not going to be in this shit. So they got fucking Mark McGrath, the washed-up singer from Sugar Ray, another 90s band, who was on Extra for the long, longest time. And he's not a great actor. And, you know, they got uh, Adam Beach, the Native American actor who... You know, that was one of his big roles, you know, when he first got started. And then later he was in Wind Talkers with Nicolas Cage. And then Flags of Our Fathers or Letters to Iwo Jima, one of the two, a Clint Eastwood movie. So he was highly respected, you know, as an actor. And it was like almost like he was doing a favor to David Spade. But the whole thing just didn't work, you know. And uh, I feel bad, you know. I Whether, you know, you'll never destroy the original it was just an unnecessary sequel. Like, I feel like you shouldn't make a sequel to a movie unless you have something to say, not just, let's just do it to do it. Because I would rather see Joe Dirt do some commercials. <laughs> or I'd rather see him do, like, a funnier Die video, you know? Like, Joe Dirt goes to a hip-hop concert in 2015. That would be funny. But trying to build a whole movie and throwing in all these references and... I don't know. Maybe I'm just too grown up. So I don't want to hate on it, but uh, I didn't think it was that great. Find out for yourself. It's completely free. Go to crackle.com and watch it. Either way, I'm coming up at the one hour mark. Maybe I'll have some more stuff to say next week. But either way, thanks for listening. Listening to my bitching. Hopefully you take away some of this uh, motivational speaking. Because I'm the next Tony Robbins, if you know what I'm saying. And if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm not that active on Twitter, but I try to be. I really, really try. That screen name is at Stephen MJ Gedney. But Instagram's cool because I got all sorts of cool pictures. I just posted a picture of my new Batman number 251 poster. The, uh, the Neil Adams designed comic cover with the Joker and he's holding up a Ace of Spades with Batman on it. It's fucking cool. I'm so glad that I got it. And a video. Doggy videos. If you want to find anything about this show, the whole entire world and what it's all about, it's facebook.com slash Stephen Gedney podcast. And yeah, I have nothing else to say about that. Nothing else to plug. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Have a good one!